Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. This is episode 30. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. Today's title, Lost in Space. That doesn't really have any meaning, but sometimes I feel lost and sometimes I'm not sure where my space is. But as we go through the news today and look at some of the things that are happening and how they may be impacting your lives, uh, you may get the same feeling that I have. The market ended with a big slide uh, on Friday. Uh, all kinds of negative reports coming out, uh, partly because of the fact that they passed the $1.9 trillion package in the House, including the $15 per hour minimum wage, which uh, they were told was not fitting, did not meet with the rules, and uh, they did it anyway. They probably know that it's going to have an uphill slide in the Senate, even though the Dems do control the Senate with the vice president sitting in a tie-breaking chair. I suspect that maybe one or two senators on the D side may, may decide that it's a, a ludicrous package to begin with, and uh, declined to pass it on the Senate side. Basically, uh, a very tiny percentage of that, quote, COVID rescue package is for direct payments to people uh, in this COVID mess who have lost their jobs or at least had their incomes severely diminished. And we're talking about you, independent small business person. Only a tiny little piece of that whole thing goes for that. Large chunks are going to certain states that have mismanaged their finances for years, even prior to the COVID. And those, uh, surprisingly, not really, are the same states that clamp down the hardest on their small businesses in an, in an effort to get political advantage during this COVID scenario leading up to last November. So there's money in there to bail them out for the time being. As you know, the way, particularly New York, California, and Illinois, I'm picking them out because they're the worst offenders. The way they operate things, it doesn't matter how well or how much uh, money is used to bail them out. They're going to blow it on soup and stuff anyway. So they'll be right back in the same place later on going forward. Now, if you were following the news, you're probably aware of the fact that the only thing of significance that really happened this past week was Tiger Woods had an auto accident. It was his second major accident of, of you know, dangerous proportions uh, in, in recent memory. Only this one didn't involve his ex-wife with a nine iron. Uh, he was alone, and apparently the authorities have determined that uh, he had no issues as far as... Uh, how do I put it, alcohol, drugs, or anything of that matter. He probably just uh, lost track of where he was, was thinking about other things, rolled his car, and ended up breaking his legs. But as I said, if you were watching the news, that's probably the only thing that happened all week uh, that you probably should take note of because the major cable services, news networks, and print sources 
I'll seem to play a lot of that, even as other things of less significance are going on, like what occurred in the White House, Congress, and the Fed. Uh, if you watch them closely, if you got by the Tiger story and looked down at what was going on in the executive, congressional, and even judicial branches, as well as the Federal Reserve, you notice that it resembled the Keystone Cops in many manners, uh, running around in circles, shaking their billy clubs, making all kinds of pronouncements and statements, and finally not really getting the job done. But we shouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, it's been a long time since any of those branches of government or quasi-public-private partnerships like the Fed, which is strictly private, but nevertheless works in tandem with the public sector. It's been a long time since any of them have really behaved rationally, so I guess we, we shouldn't expect that. On the congressional level, the divisions are getting deeper, and I say this as a person who's committed, absolutely committed and devoted to individual liberty, uh, I, I'm really disgusted and discouraged by some of the crap they're passing in, particularly in the House these days, because it seems like everything that they put their stamp on in some way clamps down, beats down, and tries to deny individual choice and freedom. And uh, I think a lot of that they're doing for show to appease their more progressive uh, base, knowing or hoping at least that they would be defeated in the Senate. But nevertheless, uh, they're close enough, uh, close enough to getting this these obnoxious things passed that it really should put a little chill up and down your spine when you see the way they operate. I just hope that we have enough time enough wherewithal, and the people with the courage and the wisdom and the discernment to turn this crap around someday. Otherwise, we may be over the precipice uh, as far as government, public interaction, and freedom goes. Um, the fences and the troops are still hanging around in D.C. as it looks like an occupied zone there. Uh, it's just alarming, all the things that are going on. Well, another note, uh, the, the, the Mars rover's up there uh, looking around, trying to see what all's there and finding some interesting things so far. There's about a 24 to 36-hour delay on our getting the video released here. But so far, they haven't found any people-like beings up there that we're aware of. And uh, so for all those people who speculated for a long time that there was a base up there involving aliens from outside uh, our galaxy, um, maybe uh, they're losing hope in that regard. On the other hand, they could be burrowed deep beneath the the landmass up there somewhere, and we may discover them later. Just trying to leave a little scintilla of hope there for those of you who are hoping to find alien life uh, in a humanoid-type form up there. One thing I 
that I've noticed, and and I haven't seen anything formal. That'll probably come out in the next ten months or so, but I sense it, and every day I feel it, and every hour I see it, is that our liberty index has suffered again and again. In other words, our capacity to move freely as individuals, to interact with others individually and in the public square, have been diminished dramatically, not just by obscene and stupid government rules and regulations or proposed government laws, but also by corporate reactions to the culture to a small segment of the culture. Now, I don't have any numbers to prove this, but I sense it deep in my soul, and maybe I'm biased by the fact that I live here in Ohio, which is the eastern edge of the heartland, but I sense that the vast majority of people in this nation uh, don't ascribe to the woke culture, think it's ludicrous, think it's silly, and yet at the same time, it's becoming downright dangerous in a sense that speaking one's mind or inadvertently failing to use the proper gender designation when speaking in general about someone or some group could get one banished from social media or even lose your job has gotten to the point of folly. It's crazy. And it's uh, we're, we're back to doublespeak kind of living where words don't have their original intent anymore. The language is being twisted to serve those who would seek to undermine the whole cultural basis under our shared accommodation, that we do have an underlying culture here. I don't care if you're a newly arrived Hispanic from Central America in the last 10 years, or if you're an immigrant from India, or if you're fourth-generation German or a third-generation from Poland, or even a Somalian who's come in in the last 20 years. Nevertheless, there is an undercurrent. There is a basis, an understanding, a platform of agreement on which we all operate. In the early years of our republic, there was a shared religious understanding, even though not everybody ascribed to the religious tenets of various sects and so forth, there still was a broad understanding of the moral basis of society, the the need for virtue for the society to continue. And we knew that human beings are frail. We knew that they do things against the interests of others and sometimes against their own self-interest. But nevertheless, as long as that shared identity, that shared culture existed, we had a standard on which to either acknowledge, accept, or ostracize uh, behavior that was outside the norm and impacted negatively uh, our interactions in our communities. That's gone. That no longer exists. People are arbitrarily making decisions about other people's lifestyles and language uh, without any pre-warning.
You, you have no sense that sometimes you walk into a room and suddenly somebody has arbitrarily changed the definition of a word and you utter some seemingly innocuous statement and suddenly you're ostracized. Suddenly you're knocked out of this uh, out of the community. Suddenly you're persona non grata. It, it's scary. Uh, it's also unstable. And what it does, it creates a sense of chaos and fear, even though it may not be an overt fear. It's a hidden fear in the backs of one's minds. You never know when you're going to be called out for something that you believe to be innocent. And that's a that's a terrible way to walk. It's it's like being in a uh, really fragile relationship with someone you care deeply about, but but they're having a, a period of time where they're unstable and they're emotionally uh, fragile and on edge. You're just afraid to say anything that may set them off or send them into a a spiral. And uh, so we can't have we can't function. We surely can't thrive in a society that is walking on eggshells like we are now. There are some of us who refuse to participate in that in that insanity. But even then, at times, I find myself, and I'm sure you may too, in certain circumstances and environments, holding yourself back, not blurting out exactly what you feel or what you think because you're not sure the people around you who may or may not be offended, whether intentionally seeking offense or just using it for their own purposes, or maybe truly offended because they've bought into this, uh, this insanity. So it's a difficult time right now to navigate with all the things going on, the chaos, and all the dust swirling about us. But nevertheless, I would urge you to take the time to sit down, to ponder, to think, to look objectively at your surroundings, what's going on around you, and particularly with your community, and look for those little tiny gaps of opportunity that may be waiting there for you. So that's Living Liberty Today. Until the next time, I'm Charlie Earle. Live free and be free.